Welcome to this week's Writing on Wednesday Middle Sewed. Writing on Wednesdays is a podcast about building a healthy and sustainable writing process from beginning to end, but mostly in the middle. I'm Nicole Rokas, an author, speaker, and writing coach in Toronto. And I'm Sarah Bariza, a writer and musician living in St. Louis. In between our regular episodes, we feature a short and sweet middle sewed, a quick idea, reflection, or strategy to motivate us all in our Writing on Wednesday's journey. And Nicole, this week you're going to be sharing with us. That's right. All right, take it away. Hey friends, time for another middle sewed. Happy Wednesday. Last week, Sarah and I talked about Nir Eyal's book, Indistractable, and one of the strategies about countering distraction in our lives that we discussed was the strategy of time blocking. And this is something I've been doing now for several months. I had done it on and off at previous times, but I would say like for the last month or two, um, I think the beginning of December, I've been doing it in a more intentional way. Yeah, forcing myself to kind of adopt this as a new habit just because it's it's been so helpful for me. So in today's middle sode, I'm just going to kind of walk through how I do this and why I found it difficult in the past to do time blocking and what I've kind of learned about time blocking this time around doing it in a slightly different way. First of all, though, let's just talk a bit again about what time blocking actually is. You can look this up. A lot of, you know, self-improvement productivity gurus talk about time blocking. It's not something we invented, but suffice it to say, it's basically just scheduling out all of your tasks, like rather than just making a to-do list, actually, you know, scheduling out your tasks during the day. So if you say, I'm going to write a book chapter, well, you have to estimate how long that's going to take you. Let's say it's going to take you three hours. So in your calendar whether it's an analog calendar with hourly spaces throughout the day or a digital calendar like Google Calendar, which is what I use, you go in there and create a block and highlight it and uh, note the task that you'll be doing writing chapter three of my book from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> and so you do it with your whole life. Like the ideal is is you want to be able to look at your calendar and every chunk of time is accounted for. And that may seem overwhelming at first, but keep in mind, you're also blocking out time for things like scrolling social media or watching Netflix or spending time with your family or cooking dinner. Like you're blocking out all your time, but not all of the activities you're actually doing are like work related. You know, I block out time when I'm going grocery shopping. I block out time when I'm going to go for a walk in the evening. Right. So, um, the reason for this, I mean, just from Neri Al's book, it's really hard to start consciously trying to combat distraction in our lives if we don't have a super clear plan of what we're supposed to be doing or what we want to be accomplishing um, at any given time when we may feel prone to, to kind of doing mindless, distract, distractive activities, right? So if I'm scrolling Facebook for an hour... And in my mind, I'm like, well, this is like distracting. Why am I doing this? But I don't have any clear idea of what I should be doing during that time. Maybe I know, like I have this vague sense of I should be working, but I don't really know what task I'd be doing or I should be writing, but I don't really know what exactly I should be writing. Like that's just going to turn into this vague soup (laughs) 
And a lot of times we just seek out distraction because it's too hard to think about to sort of sit down and figure out, okay, well, how should I be spending this time? How can I like be working towards my goals in a in a daily way or or what have you? So that's the idea behind time blocking. Now, I've struggled to kind of adopt this, even though I've known for a long time that it's been helpful for a lot of people. And I struggled to adopt it for a few reasons. The first is I just feel or or my perception was that it's like super rigid and I don't really have the kind of life that I can easily compartmentalize things and trust that unexpected things aren't going to come up. And and that's just, I mean, that's both in like personal spheres uh, at times past, luckily not necessarily right now, but you know, we've had loved ones who were dying or sick or it's like anything can happen. Like, and you have no idea what the medical needs are going to look like when you wake up in the morning or how quickly things are going to deteriorate or who's going to need to go to the hospital. But in a less extreme way, you know, there are things that in the job that I have, like at times when some kind of national tragedy happens or even less um, significant events, you know, we often do press releases and things like that. So it's like, those are really time sensitive. And how do I know when I wake up in the morning that something like that's not going to happen? So all of these things are kind of like, we're barriers to entry into adopting this, this strategy. The other reason I resisted doing this is because it just seemed like a lot of work, frankly, and a lot of thinking. And um, I just didn't want to do that. (laughs) It's in a lot of ways so much easier to just fly by the seat of my pants and then beat myself over the head when I get to the end of the day and I feel like I squandered a lot of my time or like I have a vague sense that I could have been more productive, but yada yada. That's easier and requires less effort, even though I would say emotionally it's a lot more draining and discouraging. In any case, um, in uh, in November, December, I just kind of bit the bullet and was like, I, I'm going to do this. What kind of pushed me over the edge initially was just the reality that on the few days I had done this, they were just much better days overall. I was able to get more done, but more than that, like once once I did have the time blocked out, it was so much less stressful. And I could more easily move from one task to the other. I felt like I wasted less time doing mindless things. And and more than anything, that's just a rewarding feeling, even aside from just the productivity aspect. It's just more satisfying, right? So one night, you know, I just decided, whatever. I use Google Calendar for everything else. I'm going to use it for time blocking. In the past, I had tried several different analog systems and I had tried Google Calendar a few times, but the way I had gone about it was not very, I didn't recognize at the time, but there were other ways of doing it on Google Calendar. And I was doing it in like the least workable way for my life. <laughs> for example, I would say, okay, well, every every Friday is going to be book writing day. And so I would schedule a three-hour book writing session every Friday morning, and then I would set it so that it would show up like that every Friday morning in Google Calendar. Well, guess what? My life is way too unpredictable for that. And again, my 2020 word is nimble because I have to recognize that. And maybe I can't have a three-hour session every Friday. But seeing that then on my calendar was constantly this sense of discouragement because I'm like, well, I wanted to do that. I set it up six months ago to do that, but I never, I can never make that time. It was only on that one Friday that I was able to. So I created this like super rigid system that just never went anywhere. And 
that said to me I couldn't do time tracking and I whatever. So um, now what I've done is I, I still do it in Google Calendar, but I have a much more flexible system set up and I'll, I'll describe that in a moment. But first I want to explain why Google Calendar works better for me than analog. And part of it is the flexibility issue. But um, with analog, and I have had calendars where it's like it breaks the day down to, into hourly or even 15 minute increments. I have to bring the book with, I have to bring the calendar with me every everywhere I go. I have to take it out during meetings to kind of check in with it. It's much of my job and, and other stuff is like requires me to be very mobile. So that is just not as easy for me as being able to pull my, pull my phone ta- or tablet out on the on a commute or whatever and just check in or switch things around if I need to. Again, with analog, if I needed to make changes and shift gears during the day, let's say something comes up where, okay, I do need to write a press release or I do need to take someone to the hospital, you know, then I'd have to like erase everything and, <laughs> and then rewrite it. In Google Calendar, you can kind of just rearrange the blocks which I, I really like. Uh, although you have to be on a computer to be able to rearrange the blocks. At least on my smartphone, I can't I can't uh, sort of drag and drop rearrange the blocks, although I can just go in and change the times and it'll ship the blocks for me quite easily. So how do I use Google Calendar to time block? First of all, um, in Google Calendar, I have a separate calendar just for time blocking. And that's because, you know, I have like six different calendars in Google Calendar. Like one is Canadian holidays, one is U.S. holidays, one is like a calendar with my husband of all our family members' birthdays and name days. We're Greek. Um, (laughs) Name days are important. So I, at times I want the ability to just not see any of those things and just see my time block schedule stuff. And so I just created a separate calendar for that, which is, it's just kind of, if you've never used Google Calendar, it's like an overlay where you can toggle that calendar and only see that calendar. Okay. So what I do is I try, instead of blocking things out too far in advance, my first mode of time blocking is the night before the next day. So I will often just spend a few minutes and it's literally just a few minutes either um, before I get into bed or at the end of my workday and look at the calendar for tomorrow. And I'll look at all of my Google calendars. I'll see if there's any doctor appointments, any appointments for work or meetings or whatever that I may have scheduled long in advance. And I'll kind of time block around those fixed things. And I block in everything. I block in my commute time. I block in any errands I need to run on the commute. I block in cooking dinner time and what I plan to make for dinner. Like I block in all the things. When it comes to blocking my work time, let's say I have an eight hour work day the next day. I just block that eight hours. And then within Google calendars, you can put a description of that event. And in that event, I will list any tasks from my like work to-do list that I plan to work on during that eight hours. Like these are the things I know I need to finish by the end of that day. Sometimes if I'll just list them in like bullet point form, other times I, within that little description, I will just like sort of loosely block out the entire workday of like, okay, from 9.30 to 10, I'm going to do email admin and get back to my colleague on this topic. From 10 to 11, I'm going to 
write the news story on this topic, yada, yada. Um, but I only do that if I, if I know I'm going to be really pressed for time and I have a lot to do. Usually I just bullet point list the tasks. Okay. So I do that the night before. And at first it maybe took me more like 10 or 15 minutes to do this, maybe even longer. But now that I'm used to it, like I have new neurons in my brain that I can just, it, it really only takes me a few minutes to do this each, each evening. So that's doing it the night before. Now I'll also do it on either at the end of the workday on Friday or Sunday evening. I'll kind of take a look at the whole week and I'll block out some time in advance. Like if I know I'm going to be going into the office on Monday and Tuesday, which are my, the usual days that I work on site, like I'll block that in. If I know that I have content creation or admin to do or coaching or freelancing, I'll kind of block that in and I'll block in, you know, any other kinds of sort of like semi-flexible things. If Sarah and I are, are planning to record, I'll block that in. Now, here's the thing that I sort of didn't appreciate the first few times around when I tried doing time blocking. Those don't have to stay at the same time that I set them as on Sunday night. Let's say I set in three-hour content creation session on Wednesday or a writing session or something. I get through Monday and Tuesday. I find that I haven't finished anything. Uh, I haven't finished everything for work that I needed to get done. So the hours, I'm going to have to put in a few extra hours on Wednesday. Um, I simply adjust, you know, I adjust that writing session. So I'm not going to give up on the three-hour writing session, but I might move it to slightly later in the day. I might um, decide to make something less intensive for dinner or make a freezer meal or something, some way to give myself a bit more time and be able to stretch my my content creation time a bit later in the day. Or I can even move it to a totally different day. And the thing, again, the thing I like about Google calendars is you can just, when you're on your computer, you can just drag and drop these little tiles so that they stay the same amount of time, but maybe go on different days, things like that. So this is kind of a summary of how I do, I do time blocking. I do find that it's maybe the single most, the single strategy that most reduces my stress level and is much easier than I, than I would have thought. I think because I do give myself permission for these things to be flexible. And it's, I guess at this stage in the game for me, it's more important for me that I go through the motions of doing this and making a plan than it is that I stick to every last thing on the to-do list. Because I'm the type of person where I find it difficult to prioritize. I find it difficult to kind of use executive functioning skills in my life. So kind of going through these motions teaches me to have a plan. And that teaches me in turn the difference between distraction and what near AL would call traction. And I find that the more I go through these motions, the more I actually do get done and the less distractible I am. So this has been a great strategy for me. It's really helped me. I hope you guys join Sarah and I this whole month of February where we have we have uh, committed to one another that we, were, we will block all our time and see what we learn from it. So feel free to join us and share how you block your time. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Nicole. And that about wraps it up for this week's Middlesode. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get our longer, regular episodes wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next Wednesday, happy writing. Happy writing.